Coming up, it's Philosophy Talk. We can't see numbers. We can't taste numbers. How do we know anything about them? One possibility is that numbers are ideas in the mind. Are numbers God's ideas for making the universe? Most of them, the vast majority of them, no one has ever bothered to think about. Can there be ideas that no one's ever bothered to have? Now if a six turned out to be nine, Our guest is Gideon Rosen from Princeton University. I'm with Plato. I think the only defensible way to think about numbers is to think of them as invisible objects. What is number? Coming up on Philosophy Talk after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 KALW, local, innovative public radio for San Francisco. We're continuing conversations that began at Philosopher's Corner on the beautiful Stanford campus. And from that oasis of thought, we migrate to this oasis of the air. And from the air, we migrate to the Internet via our blog, theblog.philosophytalk.org. And you know, you can now listen to Philosophy Talk anywhere, anytime by uh, downloading one of our podcasts. Well, Ken, today we're talking about what numbers are. Now, this may not be a topic our listeners just wake up in the morning worrying about. What is two? <laughs> what is three? I bet you're right. I think I am. So, we, I mean, we ought to explain that ontology, that is the investigation of what various kinds of objects are, particularly objects you can't see or smell or touch, is a big part of philosophy and has been since Plato. What do you mean you can't? You're right about that. What do you mean you can't see or smell or touch? I just touched one pen. Wait, can I? T- didn't well, you, I touch one? You can touch one pen, but can you touch the number one? I mean, the number one. Where is it? Is it? Is it like uh, owned by a, some American corporation? No, I don't think so. There you go. <laughs> You're right about that. It's an abstract object, right? And it doesn't exist in space time. It's like somewhere else. But I'm going to tell you, I mean, numbers are really intrinsically puzzling, aren't they? I mean, there are lots of numbers. How many? Think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The natural numbers, right? Uh, I can do that. I can count one, two, three. Yeah, I got that far in math. Now, just just take the even numbers, two, four, six, eight. Right. So I take half the numbers, the even ones, and leave the other half, the odd numbers. When you take half of something, you usually have less than you started with, right? That's right. That's but right. But you know what? There are just as many even numbers as there are. Total numbers, because you can, you can count the even numbers. One, two, three, the first even number, the second one, the third one, the fourth one. You can keep going on and on and on. Oh, Ken, you've got to be nuts. If you take half of something away, you've only got half. Look, suppose you take uh, the even numbers and the odd numbers, and uh, you got half the numbers over here and half the numbers over there, mm-hmm. right? Well, they are both got the same amount. But if you put them together, you end up with the same amount you started with. So I guess the idea is you take any even number, and you can pair it with a regular number, because you can say... Uh, you know, take take half of it. Uh, and, and so you'll never run out of even numbers to pair with the regular. It's, it is, numbers are kind of amazing. That's because there's so many of them. There's an infinite number. But there's something even weirder, right? These infinities, they get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. There's, there's like a small infinity, then a large infinity, then a larger and larger and larger. So it's really weird. Like there are more 
real numbers than there are uh, natural numbers. I thought our discussion was whether there are any real numbers. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's an interesting question. Do you think mathematicians worry about this? Well, I suspect they don't worry about it as much as philosophers would like them to. But I think our roving philosophical reporter, Polly Stryker, files this report about that very subject. There are some things we don't question, but maybe we should. Take the meaning of numbers, for example, and the importance we give to them. We can't feel or taste numbers, but does that mean they're not real? Philosophers may question the existence of numbers as anything more than ideas, but try saying that to a mathematician. I think for most mathematicians, these philosophical questions about where numbers exist and how they exist is just not of major concern. It has no effect whatsoever. Here's Robert Osserman. This is the way I tend to think about it. I do think of numbers as I think of most mathematical concepts as residing in some sort of, oh, if you want to say ideal space, somewhere separate from the physical world. All attempts to really understand the world around us has forced us to look at numerical ways of viewing things, quantitative, if we want to really understand the function of, um, well, the way a tree grows and uh, fractals have been used to describe coastlines and clouds and circulation systems. If you were living on some other planet on around some other star and looking at the planetary system on your star, you would, if you studied it long enough, presumably notice they travel in ellipses just the way Kepler did, and you'd be forced to come up with the notion of an ellipse. If numbers are so exact, what about pi, an approximate number? Maybe numbers are less precise than mathematicians would like to admit. The fact is that the degree of accuracy that one obtains with numbers is something like unbelievable. I just went yesterday to see this uh, IMAX movie, The Mars Rover, and they emphasized the astonishing feat of shooting a rocket off at a certain time at a certain place and a certain velocity on the Earth and hitting this speck, a tiny crater <laughs> on Mars, you know, at this incredible distance uh, and that one is able to calculate all the different factors and plot a trajectory uh, and, and achieve this. So, so numbers are incredibly effective in many, many different things. The big issue is the noun three, whether that exists or in what sense that exists, where you take three books and three stones and three days and three whatever and abstract the threeness and come up with a new concept, which is the number three. And I guess the big debate is where does that number three reside? Whether or not numbers exist in space and time, we all use mathematics devised by Fermat. Every time you enter in your, speaking of numbers, your Visa card number uh, on a computer. Uh, it's safeguarded mostly by something called the RSA system or a similar one, which uses just these obscure properties of prime numbers that were studied 300 more years ago by Fermat and others and suddenly have an application in the real world. It's not like physics, but it's very important to most people. Maybe the next time my credit card bill comes due, I'll just try telling them that the numbers on it don't exist. 
for Philosophy Talk. I'm Polly Stryker. Want to hear more? You can find the complete episode on iTunes Music, or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.